You know what that sound means. Welcome back to Just to Tip Off, the NBA podcast that has not been eliminated from the playing game race yet. Hey, you still in it, baby. Still in it. Well, there's only three. I, well, technically, no one is eliminated. Right. But I think we can... So you're saying... We, I, I, I think we, we can eliminate the Pistons. Probably eliminate the Timberwolves, even though you think, okay, they got Cat, maybe. And same thing with the Wizards. They got Westbrook, got Beal, maybe. They have to have Westbrook. They halfway have Westbrook. I am convinced the Wizards are tanking. They're honestly, like, they're playing. I, okay, I got to get out in front of this one because I'm going to get roasted the whole podcast if I don't. Um, what? The Wizards, I don't know what they're doing. I think they know what they're doing. I hope they know what they, they're doing. That's a big thing. I hope. I hope. I don't think. I hope. But. When you're playing Raul Neto, Russell Westbrook, and Ish Smith at the same time, no ma- you, uh, I don't care what so you're telling is, me. Is they Westbrook are, the three? Just those three in general. What are you doing? That's Scott Brooks. I, I don't I don't get it. I don't get it. Right. And I don't think I'm meant to get it because maybe it's just a we'll put people out there and hope that they do okay and. I mean, we'll get, I, a, we'll get a good draft pick. I, next year. I, I, I think they're tanking, but they also have so much money tied up in the Westbrook and Beal deals. They got to they got to so burn hard. time. I mean, and the um, Bertans is not shooting well. You lost um, Thomas Bryant. Yeah, not you know wasn't not a game changer, not that big of a needle I, mover, but certainly I, I helped, was. certainly was a fifteen and they ten guy. Oh, yeah, or, or, and they're not playing Mo Wagner. No, they're not playing instead. Wagner at all. Look, I mean, this team struggles to shoot the ball outside of Beal, and when Bertans, who's supposed to be, I guess, your second best shooter on the team, and he's just tossing up bricks since he got that contract signed. He grant he's been injured. He's been injured, so I kind of understand that coming back. He's been working his way, but very streaky, um, which I expected a lot more from him this I year. I mean, it, yeah. Uh, I tell you what, though, Denny Avdia has been a solid. He's better than Rui Hachimura at this point, in my mind. Rui has been kind He's of disappointed. He's struggling. He's struggling. Uh, so that's – they drafted him high, too. Everyone was wondering why they yeah. drafted him so high when they did. But I think that uh, he, I, he needs to be on a bench roll for sure. For Rui? For Rui, yeah. yeah I mean, I, one thing – and I would this pertains more to the rookies this year. You know, they none of them got to play in, like, the G League. No one got the Summer League games. Yeah. They kind of got drafted and, boom, week and a half camp playing. So I, I would give most I would give some of the rookies like a, the rookies this year kind of a pass now like Lamelo has looked great Tyrese Halliburton's looked great there are ones that look great they're in good position but you also have players you know like Toppin or like Okongwu who started Maxi. off the, the the year injured yeah and then now they're starting to get back in like Patrick Williams has looked good and Tyrese Maxey shown flashes so Okoro's been solid Quickly's looked pretty yeah. good but I mean there are some rookies who are a little slower than other than you might think they would Anthony be. Edwards has looked. He's like better. A, he's like a better. Timberwolves player. He's he's, he's okay. exactly like a Timberwolves player. That's a great way. He to play. shoots a lot. He misses a lot. Doesn't play a lot of defense. He's yeah, been playing better of late, though. That's I will say late. that he's starting now. Now that part of that I think is the D'Angelo Russell um, is out, and I'm not sure if. He if when D'Angelo Russell comes back, if he gets booted to the bench, or if like Culver is on the bench, or if Beasley's because Beasley's the best point guard in Minnesota right now. Even when D'Angelo Russell was healthy and playing, Beasley was still the better point guard. Russell's been terrible. He's season. not supposed to be a point guard in my mind. He should be a shooting guard, which he's been a point guard in all of his other roles. Yeah, he played good. He played well at point guard at um, 
but that's when you had Din, that's when you had Dinwiddie and Levert as your shooting guards, who I think are better shooting guards than D'Angelo Russell is. But D'Angelo needs to be you know where he's at now. I agree. Malik Beasley is a good PG. I mean, he needs I, to be SG. I, I kind of are you are you stuck? As Tim was, are you stuck here with D'Angelo Russell because obviously you want this to work, and Carl Anthony Towns wanted him here. Like, D'Angelo Russell is in Minnesota because Carl Anthony Towns wanted him there, and that's why they went out and got him. If it's just not working and you move on from him, how does that affect your relationship with Carl Anthony Towns? Don't, yeah, they don't need to. They, they, the amount of time, are, are they stuck with him? They, I wouldn't even say stuck. I say they need to get them on the court for an extended period of time together because they've still not Kat, played Kat a full season just, I think Cat just came back this week. He's played two games since right. he... They uh, need to back see what they have. I, I, that's why I don't think they're fully out of the playoff scheme, but they're they've got some work to do if I they want to get I back into it. I don't think I don't think the team's good enough to cover that big a gap because they're look, how many game how many games are they out? Because they are a lot of games out. They, they are can. out of the out of the ten. Let's see. They are We've played effectively oh a third of the season God. so far. They are uh, they are six and a half. Back no, from, seven and a half back from the ten. Who is that? So is the right eight now, the is Kings. Golden State, and then you have the Mavericks, the Kings, and the Grizzlies eight and a half back, and then you have the Pelicans, the Rockets nine and a half, the Thunder ten and a half, the Timberwolves fifteen. They're far. I don't think you know. That's tough. If they if they had Cat playing all season, maybe they could be there, but. I'm, I don't think adding Cat to that team makes them good enough to cover that gap. I, I think they really you know, just dug themselves. To they they, up to they the need spot. they need a they, they Portland esque so second you think, half. You think they're gonna make up four, four and a half games on the Thunder. I'm just like in my mind, if like trying to rationalize who they could you know jump up yeah. and who they could do better than. I think they could do better than the Thunder if they're playing full bore. I think they could eventually do better than the Rockets. However, the Rockets defense is keeping them in it. Uh, the Pelicans, the Grizzlies, uh, even the Kings as of late have, have really impressed me. So I don't know. You're right. That might be too much ground to pick yeah, up. I, it, I, it's, I don't even want to say that they're a bad team. I think that if they were full strength the whole season, yeah. but when you lose your best player for, like we said, effectively a third of the season. Well, this this brings me to something that I'm, I'm curious about, like the Warriors. The Warriors right now are in the playoffs. They're, they're yep. the eighth seed. seed. But here's what I'm curious about. They're... They have kind of a dichotomy going on, whether they want to be, you know, in the playoffs or they want to develop the players that they have, which at the moment, they don't have to worry about that because James Wiseman's injured. But when he wasn't injured, there was definitely a a different kind of vibe to their whole game plan of, okay, we want to get this guy work. We want to get this guy minutes, but you're going to, that comes at a trade-off with team success. Is, is Is the line that big from Looney to Wiseman though? Yes. Yeah, I, you know, I think that maybe I could see it on the defensive end, but he makes a lot of mistakes. And granted, he's trying things, and he should be. But it's more of you want him to do those things to develop as a player, but also you want to win, right? And with Steph Curry on the team, you have the chance to do that. It's it's mostly got to be on Steph as the he's got to put up thirty to thirty five a night for you to continue to succeed with James Wiseman on the floor. When he's not, you're able to you know do more of a spread the ball around. And not have to worry about those turnouts because that's what James Wiseman's biggest problem is right now is yeah. turning the ball over. And what what's the benefit for the Warriors to make the playoffs? Exactly. Right. Well, well, Clay's one, not coming back at all. One, this season. one of the benefits is you've got one of the best players in the world, and he's not getting younger. You can't waste years. 
You gotta hope that you can yes. pull some 07 LeBron but, but, type shit. But right. I mean, and you know, they, they're not. They're but not Clay's not here. It's, they're not contenders this year, right? But if you but make they're the not going to give up. Yeah, if you make the first, if you, if you make uh make the first round, maybe uh what if, what if they can get up to the six seed, right? Now they're playing the three seed, which it, right now they, the yeah. Clippers. They've got to try to fight for the easiest path to the finals, and I right. think that that comes into. I think you. Really I think you have to choose. get all the way to the to the five to do that. I know. I, I think depends I think they don't want to. They don't want to waste a year of Steph Curry's career. I think as soon as Clay Thompson tore his Achilles, they've wasted a year. Because while the team is yes good enough to make the playoffs, they are not good enough. So again, it comes back. Steph to Curry the cannot do enough. Also, also, the rest of that team isn't good enough. But let's talk about this. Wiggins isn't going to have thirty. Does adding Clay Thompson to this team make them contenders? I say no. Yes. I think it gives them a chance to where they think better. they're contenders. I don't think they're contenders. Well, what's the difference between this team, if Clay was on this team right now in 2015? The regression of Draymond Green and the depth. And the I don't depth think Draymond Green has regressed as much as people think he does. He's not a great scorer. He never really was a great scorer. He was able to shoot the three ball better than he in the past than he is now. However, I think with the people around him that they have, the Andrew Wiggins, the Kelly Ubers, he doesn't need to score. That's taken care of. He's been... Way, he's, I, I think, doing way better in assists this year than he has. And his rebounds are fine. His defense, his mind is still sharp. Like, he can right. still do. He, he's, he's not a bad defender. He is no longer a defensive player that you level defender. Correct. And Correct. so he, he's regressed. That's fair. That's fair. But I've, with that regression, I think we also now have a better. Okay, at this point, would you guys say the Andrew Bogut of 2015 versus James Wiseman of this Bogut year? Bogut is better. Bogut is better, but by how much? I Substantially. Substantially. Uh, I would, right, how about this? Zaza Pachulia and James White. D- defensive end for both Zaza and Bogut, you give it to him. But not on the offensive end. Because, I mean, Zaza, I mean they, were, they weren't there for offense. They weren't there for offense, right. though. Wiseman right. was kind of brought in to be the center, an offensive center, the first one that Curry's really ever had. In his career. So my point is that if we're bring, if we're saying that Clay Thompson is back in this lineup, we don't need Draymond to be a scorer. We have a five in James Wiseman, who again doesn't need to be a scorer, but he uh, it, what is his which is his main problem right now is he's turning the ball yeah. over. He has it. I think you have if you have Clay Thompson, then you run with Wiseman because you can score enough. You have the defender Clay Thompson to overshadow. Wiseman's struggles, and then you don't have to play Looney because you can unmask it behind whatever so, Thompson's. I, I would so agree you, with you. Do just you, think that they would not be a title contender because of their bench depth. That's the part that they their bench really depth, and also when they were title contenders, they were a top five defense. They are no longer. A they no longer have Andre Iguodala, who was a great defender. They right. no longer have Sean Livingston, who was a good defender, and right. just absolutely and, lights out. From and Draymond Green is a substantially worse defender than he used to be. He's still I a good defender. He, he is substantially worse. I would say worse, not substantially. We can pull okay. up on basketball references. Yeah. Let's, but, pull up, let's pull up his career stats, because he was, at one point, pretty much the best uh, defender in the league. Right? So, when he got that award in 2015, right? It was 2015? It was, it was or 15 or 16. Yeah, it was, was it the year that they, the Cavs won? Because um, so. the next two years after that were Rudy, right? And then it was Giannis last year. Kawhi won. Was he back-to-back? Okay, so, he only won one. Because you, so, you had Giannis last so year, him, and then, they had, then you had back-to-back Rudy Gobert's before that, right? Uh, um, his defensive box plus-minus this year is 2.1. 
um, which is actually slightly up from last year, but um, is back in fifteen sixteen he was a three or sorry sixteen seventeen he was a three point nine back in thirteen fourteen he was a three point six and he was a two point eight and two point nine and uh, fourteen fifteen and fifteen sixteen so him being on the court they are giving up uh, so defensive box plus minus that one is uh, points per hundred possession by him being on the uh, by him being on the court now versus him being on the court here unique to anyone else on the court they're giving up uh over an extra full point per 100 possessions, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it is. The difference between a three uh, 3.9 and a 2.1 is very substantial. He also, his value above uh, his offensive box plus minus is now negative 3.8, whereas it used to be uh, always in the positives, and his value above replacement player is now neutral. So he why is it player. that right the year right after he went from a 3.9 to a 1.9, he dropped off two? <laughs> but we weren't having this conversation. He was a bad defender at that point. Uh, KD was on the team, so there's no reason to have that conversation. Exactly. Well, KD is not on the team, so here we are. Right, but I'm saying that KD's not on the team and Clay's not on the team right now. So, yeah, I think his numbers are going to be rougher because people are scoring on him because it's easier because the, they don't have the space. The, the, these are... Uh, these are calculated to be uh, t- uh, team independent, so it's it's against uh, it's as if you played average as if you played average opponents with average teammates every day. So then why? All right. A- anyway, I think we're going in circles on a moot point. The Warriors, in my mind, need to pick a direction, and I don't. It, you know what? Maybe they don't need to, but. What would that? What is the best case scenario for them to go into next season? Clay comes back. What do you do with the draft? I mean, it really depends on what your pick is. But if I were pick that, whatever, pick, pick whatever players coming out of Villanova. <laughs> I mean, like at this point, you want to build your bench, right? No, I, if, if I pick, if pick I, the most NBA ready three and D player in the draft that you think there is. If, that's if, that's if it. I, if I you you them, need a Mikel Bridges, someone like that. If I were them, I would try to. Uh, I would try to package your pick and maybe either Ubre's or um, uh, Wiggins' contract, even though Wiggins is playing pretty well, but just his money is stupid. And see if you. Well, their money is fucked no matter Their money, the Warriors' money is stupid. Because they're so expensive, if you could do a two for one and bring in two role players to give you a little bit more depth for either of those players, I would do that. Okay. So ideally, they're, they they you think that they should be moving off some of the player they're starting five players and trying to expand their depth, yeah. pull out three and D. I I think they need to expand their depth and with the way their contracts are set up, it's almost impossible to do without moving one of those stupid ass contracts. That's fair. Ideally Wiggins, but that's yeah. what happened. Uh, or honestly, this year ideally Ubre. Wiggins is playing way better than Ubre. And Ubre. I mean, what about, know, obviously what about, you can get more for Wiggins because the contract's bigger, but Uber's contract is What about small. moving Draymond? Honestly, I thought about that. Draymond is, like you said, not the defender he yeah. once was, but he is such a good mind. He could go to a team that's going to be a title contender um, or trying to be a title contender to be that extra punch, either I, I, off the bench or you know in the starting lineup as a four. I don't think – I do not think that – you could, I could think you are more likely to send them to a rebuilding team that needs a vet to develop young players than you are to send them to a contender just because his money is too hard for a contender to take it. Where would you send him? Um, I could see, I could see the Hawks making something work for him. I could see the, 
I can see the Hornets making something work for them. Anywhere where you have small player or anywhere where you have young players and you're trying to uh, develop them. I don't know if I like him on the Hornets as much, just because. Well, it, it would be an upgrade from PJ Washington. It, it, it'd be an upgrade from PJ Washington. Uh, uh, the Grizzlies would on the defensive end, fan. yeah, not on the offensive end. Though. But uh, his his purpose of being there wouldn't be what he does on court, right? It would mm-hmm. be to maybe. To he, how old is he? Thirty. Thirty. Okay, Google. How old's Draymond Green? I think thirty-two. Like, thirty years old. Thirty. <laughs> All right. Really. I was going to say, he's still got some tread oh, left yeah. on the tires. Also, I guess it's literally right in front of me. Yeah. Um, uh, you, you say he's got some tread left on the tires, but I don't know if I buy into that. I think part of it is... he's He was out of shape. Yep. That, that was one thing for sure. He, he's even admitted himself he, he was played out of shape. Um, he, I, he, I, I think the Warriors would be smart to move off of him to try to get something else like we just talked about. But the team I'd want him to go to... Persecute me all you want, the Lakers. I think that would be fun as hell to see those. The mind of him and LeBron James at the same time how do you, how do you would make, be crazy. How do you, who do you send back to make the money work? I don't know, but that, I, I'm, this is that's not what I'm asking. I'm just, what team would you want to see him on? That's what okay. I wanted to hear. Right, but okay. So that's what I would want to see him on because I think you're right. He does have a good mind, and I think just to see what he could do defensively and. Hell, even offensively, he just—he's like a Rondo almost, just not the, the facilitator. Let's put up the let's pull up the Lakers' salary and see if we can find something amenable. It's pretty much—I'm thinking it's going to have to be at least KCP, and I would keep KCP over Draymond nine days to Sunday. Yeah, and they don't need to—you know—they don't need to tinker with what they're doing right now anyway. Yeah. It would be an off-season move. Um, well, they have a lot of expiring deals that like they've got Schroeder on a one year, Wes Matthews on a one year, Caruso, Dudley, uh, Morris, Dale Horton, Tucker and Quinn cook are all in the last year of the deal. So they do have space for next year, but it's a matter, you know, you're going to have to re-sign or replace. Did, those did they end up getting a contract with Schroeder? Uh, Schroeder. I knew there were talks, but I wasn't Schroeder, sure if they Schroeder is only on contract for this year for 15 and a half. Really? I thought they got him for two. But no, that's just wrong. Okay. Yep. What it, what it, no, Montrez was two years, right? Montrez two. and a half for two. At, uh, Nine and a half or something? Yeah, basically two year 20 mil. Yeah. That's awesome. That's awesome. <laughs> oh, and it's it's backloaded, unfortunately. It'd be nicer if they could front load it. But, um, Kyle Kuzma extension kicks in next year. He goes from making $4 million to $13 million. I think they need to hold on to that guy. That Him and Taylor Horton Tucker are the future of the franchise in my mind, so they should not be interesting. I, 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 I do not think that Kyle Kuzma is a bad player. I think he's a victim of overhyped, uh, of overhyped expectations because he plays for the Lakers. But I think Kyle Kuzma is set up to be a role player for the rest of his career. And you know, Ooh, the, world, know. The, know the league needs role players, and I think he can have a very successful career. But he was, but do you want him to be tout, a one? He was sort of touted as the next savior, and I just don't think he has that in, that in his. Game. I don't think he was the next savior. I think he was the surprise. It was supposed to be Lonzo Ball or Brandon Ingram, and then all what? of a sudden, whoa, who's Kyle Kuzma? What? What's going on here? That's why they kept him because he was better with, within a within a month of him being there. He was, I, I'll give you, he went under he went under the radar at the draft, but within a month of him being there. Probably partially because a lot of people were fed up with Lonzo and Lamar Ball, and they wanted another rookie to choose for. People were talking about how he will be the next face of the Lakers, and I just don't think that's a That was also thing. before they got AD. 
Right. Uh, which is to be to be yeah. added. But and what, what he's been doing different this year and last year than the years before is he's been more accepting of, uh, of I guess, his role. He's super into his defense. He's taking much higher percentage shots where he's at. He doesn't. It doesn't feel like he thinks he needs to be that point score, got to get a bucket kind of attitude that you see from like a Michael Porter Jr. Right. Um, it, it's more of he's playing the game on the t- the team that he is. And I right. think if he were to move to another team, you're right, he would be in a better you know star role. But wh- why would you want to leave I, one of the best minds in basketball and another Anthony Davis who's 27 years old who could be, you know, they could be a dynasty for if they continue to develop at the rate they are. I got you. I think he, I'm with you. I think he should stay where he is for as long as he can stay there. Yeah. Um, I think, he, at, you know, at the time he moves on, LeBron, LeBron retires at the age of 60 or something. <laughs> but um, at, 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 the, at the time, like, it breaks up and he moves on, I don't think he has that star potential. Um, I think he, I think his absolute ceiling is like a Tobias Harris type, which, you know, very good player, right? But no one would say Tobias Harris is a superstar. Very good player. Very good. I almost am hesitant to call Tobias Harris a role player, but he's not a he's not a star. And I think that's the ceiling for Kyle Kuzma. He's the three, right, on and, Philly's big three. Well, and you know, even Tobias Harris was at one point the one on the one on a decent Clippers team. But even then, he by was de not, facto, by de facto, but even he then, he was not a star. No, no. It, right. it, it was at that point. It's just like, okay, well, somebody's got to score the point. He's the Jeremy yeah. Grant. He's right. the Jeremy Grant on the Pistons this year. Exactly, and that's that. That's the ceiling I see for Kyle Kuzma, which is a bad ceiling. Yeah, you could you could put him on a team where he is the number one guy, and that's fine. He could do it. He just it's not like he could be the number one guy on a team that's a contender. People talked about him like he could when realistically, there's ten guys in the league. Right, there are ten guys in the league that can be the guy for a contender. Yeah, that's fair. But <laughs> right, like, so when I say that Kyle Kuzma and um, Taylor Norton Tucker could be the face of the franchise, I should be saying they are going to be integral to keeping the Lakers in a, a winning position. Yes. Yeah. They no, may I, not be the face. They may not be the the second guy, but they could be that bench depth third guy option, whatever you need. I th- I think they're two key pieces, and the only reason I'm making this distinction is because there was a time when people were talking about Kyle Kuzma as the next star of the Lakers. Yeah. Just. <laughs> and then there's also a time where we talked about Taylor Thornton Tucker as the uh, uh, star of the Lakers, but that was during preseason. It's because LeBron tweeted at him like one time, and the internet's a lot of fun. Yeah, it is. <laughs> Alex Caruso, baby. Number. Uh, well, I mean, Alex Caruso still is the greatest player. Two hundred thousand votes. The bald eagle. <laughs> yeah, he, he still is the greatest player of all time. That's. So we've been kind of knocking through some of these teams that are. Well, guys, can we talk about the Celtics for a bit? I love the Celtics. They're year. a fun, like I, true I, basketball team. Right? I, I I don't. I can't call them a contender to win it all. I just don't think that. I think they could fuck, fuck some plans up in the East, though. There, there's no one in the East that I don't think that they could get a greasy win or a greasy seven-game series win against. Especially maybe the Sixers because they just don't have an Embiid stopper. But I think they could beat the Bucks in seven. I don't think they will, but I think they could. I definitely think they could think beat they the could Nets in seven. The, the, I think they could beat the Bucks in seven. I think they could beat the Sixers in seven. Um, and I think they could easily beat Toronto. They, I have the Celtics in a top two or three 
position. Like, I, I think they could beat the Bucks with the Nets. I'm not. I mean, sure so the Sixers just because I'm with their with their big depth. Uh, the, well, I think it's perfect what they've got. Embiid would feast on them. Okay, Tice and Tristan both pretty solid. They're, you're right. They're not going to not stop good. Embiid. He's going to do well. But right. that's not how you beat the 76ers. You let Embiid do what he needs to do. You take off the rest of his team. Well, if you can uh, if you can hold Embiid to do what he needs to do, but completely cut off his, his Simmons. Ben Simmons uh, for uh, the Celtics. Let, let, let's, let's just say starting lineups in, right? So you got right. Thompson on Embiid. Who guards Simmons? Well, Tom, Tyson, Thompson hasn't Tyson, even been yeah. started. Tyson, it, they, they switch between Thompson and Tice. Okay, so so you're start, but if you're playing them in a playoff series, you're starting both. And you put Tice on Simmons. No, Tice would be on a B, or, and then I put um, Thompson okay. on Simmons. Hang on, just let me. Okay, let sorry. Me. So for the 76ers, you've got Ben Simmons at point guard, Danny Green at shooting guard, um, Tobias Harris at your three. Who's at the four? Uh, are they starting Seth Curry and Danny okay, Green? Yeah. And so, so are they starting two? Tobias at the four, Seth at the two, Danny Green at the three. Okay. So in that lineup, I'm going to put Kemba Walker or... On Curry. What? Kemba on Curry. Yeah. Kemba on Curry. Um, sorry, we were just talking about the Warriors. I was like, what are you talking about? Yeah, no. yeah. Um, uh, yes, Kemba on Curry. you got Jalen Brown on... Ben Simmons. That's who I would put on Ben Simmons. Okay. You've got Jason Tatum on Tobias Harris, and you've got Tice on a bead. And then who's our Danny, Danny Green and Marcus you're, Smart you're missing? Are they putting Marcus Smart in the starting role right now? Because Marcus Smart's injured right now, so I don't know if yeah. he is or. But is. I, Marcus be, Smart got injured like right as right before Kemba came back. Right. So this season we haven't seen what lineup that's going to right. be. Is it going to be Marcus Smart? Are you putting Grant? I could see if they play the Sixers. I could see Grant Williams starting. Grant and Grant and taking Tobias Harris. Harris or Simmons, either one. I could I could see just Williams on Simmons before I put uh, Brown on Simmons. Yes, I I think I think Simmons is just too. I I think Brown's a great defender. I think he'd give him a run for it. I just think Simmons is too big for Brown. Yeah. Uh, How tall is uh, Marcus Smart? Like six Six, four. Six Six, four. four, I'd like to put him on Ben Simmons if he can hold his own. That'd be the he, he could. You, you would do. I, I think you know he would what? do better than most people think, but I don't think he's the best defending option on the team. No, I, 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 I think, think he do. I think he right. do better than you but think. Just because you don't have to worry about him shooting. Right. You don't if, have to worry about him shooting. If they switch on him, you'll be fine. Yeah. Honestly, the thing is, if you are, you know, if you're trying to exploit it, you work to get Kemba switched on to Simmons and Simmons running downhill That's, in the basket. Yeah. The the biggest problem for the actually. Peyton Pritchard's been looking pretty solid, but I don't know how his defense not, not, is. Like I said, not on the defense, but he um, shoots lights out, but his defense is suspect. The, He's so small. If the Celtics can get a bigger point guard in next year's draft or in some kind of a trade, that would be ideal <laughs> yeah, for I mean, them. You literally look at who they've drafted. They've drafted one or two point guards last year, two the year before that. They're trying. There's none of them are working out. I mean, like they drafted Carson Edwards and Romeo Langford, which small both of those, guards. Not yeah, both. Carson Edwards, I don't even think is six foot. So maybe six, maybe six, six one, but he's not big. So interesting. Did you know that Peyton Pritchard's defensive uh, advanced stats are better than his offensive defense, uh, advanced stats? I do. He's not. had some bad games. He is uh, his box plus minus. And granted, he's played how many games? Nine, nineteen games. So okay. the sample size cannot be definitive. No, right? But he's played nineteen games. He's a hustler, baby. He has. 
negative point four defensive box plus minus and a negative point eight offensive box plus. Also, minus. can we try to make the, his nickname be Speedy PP? Because <laughs> I love that. Uh, according to Basketball Reference, his uh, nickname is Fast PP. I'll That's take fine. it. I'll take it. Fast <laughs> PP, baby. <laughs> I think Speedy PP is a little bit more fun, but I'll take Fast PP. <laughs> <laughs> I, I think the issue the air, with the Celtics is you're probably going to get around 60 a game from Brown and Tatum. The question I'd is... Say you're you're going to 50 a game from them. 50? I don't, think, I, don't, I don't think they're both. They're not I, both. They're either of them can okay. do 30, but they're okay, not Okay, so, so 50 to 60, give or take, you know, plus or minus 5, around 50, so we'll say that. So if you don't have a really big presence inside, you're relying on, realistically, Kemba and Marcus Smart to to score points, uh, and I, I don't I can't are they going to be able to score enough points to deal with the likes of Embiid or Giannis or Sabonis like these bigs who are going to be able to take complete advantage of them right. like that, that that's the issue I mean it honestly their best matchup might just be the Nets because at that point it's a you don't have to worry about like you don't have to worry about a tough defense defending you, and at that point it's almost a shooting contest. I, I honestly think they match. I honestly think they match up decently against the Bucks because like as far as centers go, Brook Lopez is Brook Lopez. If he drops fifteen a night on you, okay, right? You're gonna yeah. you're gonna live with that. But um, I like the I like the idea of putting Tice on uh, Giannis because you know. Tice isn't the biggest guy, but Tice has some good lateral quickness and can keep up with Giannis during the Euros. And you know what I would do? I would put Marcus Smart on Brook Lopez. Honestly, honestly, because he he's going to be at the at the yeah. at the arc. So why yeah. not? Right, and you know, it, you're I, not going to have him. Like you're I not going to have him guarding guarding Holiday. Uh, you could put any of the other like other than Kemba Walker. I, 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 I just about anybody else on Drew Holiday. Yeah, so I, I, are you, I, I, you know, hiding I'll Walker put, on? I would put Jalen Brown on Drew Holiday. Hiding Walker on uh, Divincenzo then? Fuck it, I would. I'd hide Walker on defense, Genzo. I'd put um, Tatum on. Uh, no, I'd put Tatum on Drew and Brown on Middleton because I think Brown's a slightly better defender. I think they're both good defenders, but I think Brown's better. Yeah, he, he, I, I would agree. But um, the Celtics are, in my mind, the top three team. I, I, to I make it to the finals this year, the Eastern Conference or the finals in general. I, I, I think that top three team that lost to Detroit last night. Um, yeah, Detroit's, D- D- Detroit's a weird fucking team. That's an outlier, man, no matter what. <laughs> well, I mean, Sadiq Bay also went 10 from 12 in the field, 7 for 7 for 3-point line, and dropped a 30 bomb on him. Basically, Detroit hates gamblers, and they just keep on looking at it like, <laughs> all right, we're going to play really bad against the bad bad teams, but like maybe cover the big point spread, maybe not. Fuck off. <laughs> and, oh, by the way. Oh, by the way, you know how you like took some safe money because you thought there's no way that the Suns would lose to us? Fuck off, we'll blow them out by 25. <laughs> yeah! <laughs> I mean, oh, God damn. That, that, they're such a weird team. It's a bad team. Do we want to take a second to to try to unpack that team? No. no. Not really. No? Not a- Jeremy Grant. Hey, good for you for taking a short-term deal having this season. You're going to get so paid by a mediocre team next year. And frankly... Charlotte's still got any money left? Frankly, it might be Detroit. <laughs> and honestly, I hope you go get paid. And maybe I'm wrong, but I just don't... He signed I, a three-year deal with I thought he was on a. I thought he was on a one-and-one. One. I thought he had an option after this. Yeah. 
Uh, it was Mason Plumley who's out a three-year deal with Joel Okafor and God. I, they signed a couple more big guys. They I, just, okay, so here's the thing: they, they did what the Knicks did moves. last year, but with centers. They made, they made some great moves, and then they made some horrible moves as well. They drafted well, and then they just said also uh, Killian Hayes is injured, right? Correct. He was also. No, well, not good to start well, the season. So here's the thing. A lot of people were very much excited to see how he would be as a distributor. His scoring was going to be the in question. He's on a he's on a three-year, $60 million deal. Yeah, so he's making $20 million. Okay. Which was a pay cut, I believe, no. from... Uh, it, I think he, it, was, he was not making twenty million before this. He was made uh, and the Nuggets. No, I think million. what I think he, he, was, he, he was he was offered the same amount to play in right. Denver. He was oh, offered okay. the same amount. That wasn't a pay cut. It was the same amount, but on a winning team. Um, I mean, he just wanted to well, he spread he, his wings and fly. Man. He, he wanted his role to expand. If, you know, if he continues to do this, he let, let let's just say that he keeps up his current stats. Uh, was he this 23 year, the next three three a game? I can pull it up. Don't worry. Don't I'm guessing 23, seven boards, three assists. Uh, 23.3, 1.2 blocks, 0.8, uh, 0.8 steals, three assists, 5.5 rebounds. So 23, 5, and 3 so um, with decent defensive numbers. Um, and he is shooting 44 from the field, 38 from three, and... Uh, 87 from the... That sounds like a great line. number two, man. Yeah. That sounds like a great number two. So, Blake Griffin... Let's see what his shooting is. I don't know how many more years Blake Griffin's got on his contract, but they have got to be hoping he is almost done. So, sure, he's putting up, what we say? It was 23, uh, 5, and 3. What's his per... Okay. His per 100 possessions is 31, 7, and 4. Pretty good. Which an uh, average basketball team should be doing about 100 possessions per game. Should, I, I would be curious to see what his per 75 is because I think that's a better measure. What about um, – Well, let's look at his per 36, but that's, that won't adjust for pace. What did, um, You guys keep talking. I'm going to look into the Pistons' pace because this is so weird. He's going to look into the Pistons' pace. We're kind of consi- – I'm at least trying to wonder what their future plan is because that's what I like to know is – all right, I can understand a bad team. With the Cavs in the, in the last couple of years, we've understood that they sucked. But we always knew, okay, they're sucking for a reason. They're trying to get picks. They're trying to do something to, to a rebuild. With the, with the Pistons, the, you'd think that they were doing that by the record, but by the moves that they made with the, the players they signed, the terms of those deals – I'm wondering what their game plan is. So I'm, 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 I'm looking at the Pistons' advanced numbers. The Pistons' record should not be as bad as it is. And granted, like it's it shouldn't be a lot better, but it should not be NBA worst, right? Because are they still NBA worst record, or did the Timberwolves take that? Uh, the actually, yeah, the Timberwolves are worse, and the Wizards are worse. Okay, percentage wise, Wizards only worse percentage wise by point zero zero seven. But their pace is so, uh, so we talked about pace. The pace is about ninety-eight possessions per game, which is twenty-five out of thirty. They are the fifth slowest team in the league, right? Um, but with their simple rating system, which is basically just uh, how much do you get blown? Uh, granted, their simple rating system is fucked because they sometimes win big games out of weird places. But simple rating system is basically how what's the point differential against good and bad teams, right? And so if you blow out a good team, your SRS goes up a lot. If you lose to a bad team, your SRS goes down a lot. 
but their their SRS is 23rd out of 30. Their offensive rating is 23rd. Their defense rating is 21st for a 24th net rating. And so, you know, they should be not a lot better, but better than what they're which, doing. Which makes me wonder what their coach is telling him to do and why he's playing him at the pace that he is. Is right. it because that Blake Griffin physically can't keep keep up? Or, or, or also, <laughs> or also, are they... Are you trying to nerf yourself? Are, are they... Are they, st- are they, quote, staying in games and then just sort of taking it off the gas in the fourth quarter still on that draft pick? Which is the modern tank. Um, but again, it, if you would have bet on them to win the championship at the beginning of the season, it would have paid out 500 to 1. And their over under for wins this season was 23 and a half. They are currently 7 and 19 and not on pace to hit them. Woof! Woof! Another interesting thing that the Pistons did, they just traded Derrick Rose to the New York Knicks. Um,. Little weird um, of a spot based on how many guards the Knicks already have. Here's the, he, he is tight with Thibodeau. He's, he's, he's tight with Thibodeau, which is awesome. But they have multiple point guards they can share the load with. Do, do he's going to move into a shooting guard role, is what he's going to do, though. Granted, di- different team, different regime, whatever. But do you remember a couple of years ago when uh, he played for uh, New York and just no call, no show to games? Like, completely like that. Yeah. Like, he was blowing off a shift at McDonald's, just like, yeah, I'm just not going to show up. <laughs> yeah. Fire me. What are you doing? Nothing like the good old no-call, no-show. <laughs> Love the hustle. Honestly. he's. I'm excited to see how he does in, in New York. Uh, it'd be a good... You want to go to New York or we want to go to Cavs? Uh, I, 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 I... Let's talk the Cavs, because... Because there's some interesting I stuff going on with that one, I, too. I can talk about the Cavs more readily. Let me look at some New York Cavs. So, good backcourt, young, small forward. You got the center of the future, Jared Allen. Nance got hurt, but he's been playing well. The question is, can you can you get anything for Drummond? I've got three questions. What can you get for Drummond? What do you do with Kevin Love when he's back? And what is the deal... With, I don't know what kind of a team we're trying to be. I don't think I don't think they know. I think they're intentionally leaving options open. Yeah, leaving that open. Just, okay. just, just like hey, whatever becomes it. Like we're gonna we're gonna have some very good building blocks here, and whatever the first splash piece that becomes available, we'll commit to that direction when we get it. Okay. Right, but like. You know, what What happens if the next piece that becomes available is, like, a generational big man like Anthony Davis, right? We can make Anthony Davis work on this team. Or what happens when the next piece that – what what say that um, Paul George gets really disgruntled on the Clippers and wants out? We can make Paul George work on this. Like, there's no – we are not committed. So they're biding their time. We're not committed in any direction on this team. We're just building a solid foundation. And whatever splash becomes available, we A, will have the assets to trade for it, and B, we will have the pieces they're, to support any type of player that comes. They're, they're doing the Brooklyn and the Clippers thing. Right. Where we're, get, we're, we're going to one year make the playoffs with a team that theoretically is just a bunch of six-man-of-the-year six players. Right. No big flashy guys, but a bunch of just solid guys who are going to go out there, they're going to be competitive as hell every single night and are going to make the playoffs. Not because they got drugged there by one star like... The Cavs of old. Like the Cavs of old, or you know, I'm trying to think of a good, a good example of this, but, you know, it's like we just have a bunch of solid... Role players, and the cl- maybe the cl- they're not the cl- even... The closest example was last year's Houston, 
Right. Yeah. Or right. I, not really the magic. Uh, a couple years ago, he magic was just hard with Vucevic. I was gonna say more closely to the the Clippers before they got Kawhi and Paul George. Yeah. Yeah. Where where it's like okay, you know, we've got. You know, Shamit and it's the exact opposite. Where we we're saying mm, one guy was. Yeah, what we're saying, we're saying there's like oh, they, they're they're going to be the the, the eight, seven eight seed like the Clippers or the Nets a couple years ago, as opposed to the eight seed that gets there with a bunch of shitty players and one good player. So it, I, I like uh, so that's the answer to one of them. What are they going to do? You, so I think there's a, a few more people interested. At least I've heard a few more rumors circling about. Trade uh, trade targets or people interested in trading for Andre Drummond. It's a lot of money to move off. It, Either you trade him or you just keep him on your team the rest of the year. Right, he is more valuable on your team, not doing anything, than on somebody else's team. You can't for nothing. Like, come yeah. On. So even if it's a second round pick, you you need to try to get something. I would hope that they get a little bit more. No, than I, that. I I agree because he's yes. only twenty five. He's so young. You don't think he's, he's 25, 25, 20, he's, he's young. Um, so that's the answer to number two. Then number three is what do you do with Kevin Love now that it looks like he's coming back from injury? Obviously you still have Larry Nance out, but when you get Love back, I think he goes into the starting lineup because Jared Allen Drummond starting, the, yeah, well. the, the Twin Towers Spurs look did reckless. not work. Whatsoever. Oof. There's just not enough shooting because the rest of the Cavs aren't consistent enough shooters to do that. We've got some good shooters, but shooting. not yet consistent. Like Sexton and Garland will have good nights, and then they'll have nights where it's bad. Osmond will have nights where he is darn near 30 points because he shot well, and then there's nights oh, where yeah. he That's just doesn't team. even show up on the box score. So It's an interesting team. I'm very much happy with how they've taken the, the rebuild. So far, I hope they don't screw it up or shoot themselves in the foot. Yeah, but they, they've kind of come back down to earth lately. They've got a paired with a really difficult schedule. I think the only team that might have a more difficult schedule is the Utah Jazz. But they had, they had a hard schedule. But again, it's a young team with a bunch of young like oh like you look at our starter our starting lineup. We've got a third year player, a second year player and a rookie all in our starting lineup. Oh, and Josh Allen, if Josh Allen starts, there's another third-year player starting. It's a very young team. There's the most veteran player is Kevin Love, and he's not even playing. Right. So, and I Drummond do. just got here. Like, like it, It's a young team, so you expect them to go Drummond's through. Drummond's also not old. Drummond's yeah, I, yeah. 26, 27. 27, it's ridiculous. Yeah. So here's the thing. Here's the thing. They're, they've got good locker room presence with these veteran guys, and I do agree we do need to move off of some of them to try to get some assets. However... You want to make sure you maintain that culture because they've got good, hardworking players in Colin Sexton, Darius Garland, Isaac Okoro. These are great guys making sure you have the right direction. So it's key. You you ask what we do with Kevin Love. I, maybe we can move off of Drummond even if we can't. He's a free agent next year. Right. Worse, we love him off for nothing. That suck. But if we have to do it, we have to do it. Better than paying him. I I think crazy I think that. I just don't think there's the market for Kevin Love at his current contract, and I think he's a good enough locker room guy that I have no problem him if I have no problem with him finishing this contract in Cleveland. And then fuck it, if he wants to come back for you know a much cheaper contract, but you know a, re, a reasonable contract, if he wants to be our off the bench power forward up and uh, like into his thirties, right? I would have no problem with a thirty six year old Kevin Love 
put in 15 minutes a night off the bench, right? Seriously. Like, like let him be the Kevin Garnett of the Timberwolves. Yeah, and it, it's just one of those things where, you know, he's a smart enough player. He's, you know, he's still in good shape or whatnot, and shooting is one of those skills that's hard to lose. Yeah. And, you um, know, it, I, I think he's a good enough culture guy, and I think we aren't at a point where, uh, you know, him not playing and eating $30 million a year is going to kill us. That it's just we're like okay, let's let's let him finish his contract, and then what? What say if after this contract he wants to come back for thirteen million a year, fifteen million a year? That'd be great, right? Mm-hmm. So now, worst case scenario, I think isn't Jared Allen up for an extension? Yeah. What Jared, if Jared. he doesn't sign it? Right. What if he doesn't want to play in Cleveland? Right. Then what do you do? Obviously, they don't want to re-sign Drummond at the money he wants. What is the level that you think the Cavs would be willing to re-sign Drummond? Because you need a center. And Drummond has played now. well. Yeah. What is the minimum now. that you could say, hey, this is what we're putting on the minimum? table? Oh, minimum. Oh, minimum. Like, minimum. What is the mat? What? What are the cat? What's the Cavs' cutoff? Because uh-huh. if if Allen doesn't want to sign, then Drummond's not a bad option if you get him at the price you want. I honest, I like Allen for five year, hundred million. Drummond for three or sixty million. I think twenty million a year for a starting caliber center is about the going rate. Right, if they're old, you can get them for ten million a year. Look at uh, fucking Serge Ibaka and Marcus Saul, and I guess Montrezl, <laughs> Tristan Thompson. Yeah, but um, you know, it, it, I would have no problem giving either of these guys twenty million a year. Yeah, I would, I'd be much more willing to commit long term to Allen. Um, oh, that'd be ideal, just because he fits in, and I think that's what's important about keeping a good culture. Because keeping a good, good culture makes people want to play for your team, right. and I guess Cleveland's not the flashy city that Miami or um, you know LA would be. What? However, uh, if first of all, Cleveland has beachfront properties. That's <laughs> News a you can to buy me. Beachfront properties in Cleveland, Ohio. Yeah, but those beaches have glass in them. Like, yeah, it's just. Yeah, it's called. It's Florida. Don't. It's, it's called seagulls. It's Florida. <laughs> yeah, but they don't notice because of all the cocaine. So. Right. Hey, listen, there's cocaine in Cleveland. It's just very, very stepped on because it's had to get traffic. Listen, listen, listen. All, 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 all I got to say is that. Everyone's been taking a cut. <laughs> listen, Cleveland's got a better football team than Miami or LA does, all right? So, yeah. get out of town. Statistically speaking, Statistically speaking we got a better football right. team. Enjoy while you can, guys. Enjoy while you can. Every bit. Every bit. All right, Stafford's really going to put the Rams up. He actually might, yeah. Honestly, he might. <laughs> I want to talk about the Knicks. I can't right, believe I'm play. saying that. Let, like, let's let's do the Knicks. How many uh, how many players do you think the Knicks have with a uh, positive net uh, positive net rating? One count. A positive net rating. Yep. Uh, we'll, we'll say positive four value above replacement player. Value above replacement. Player. Okay. I think Mitchell Robinson should be. Is he? Ooh, I, I don't yeah, know. I doubt um, it. I'm gonna go. Oh, uh, Manuel quickly. I'm going to go... Randall's one. So Randall. Yeah. Mitch Robinson probably isn't then. No. Um, maybe maybe quickly off the bench. I don't know. Barrett's their second... Ho- Barrett's, Barrett's their yeah, second leading score. Oh. Barrett's uh, their second Randall, leading score. Robinson, quickly, Burks, Noel, and Rose all have positive works this year. Well, Rose from... Rose played one game. game. You played well. Yeah, um, and then they also have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, seven players with a warp of zero, which like you that's know, just average. Yeah, that's, with, that's, that's five. That is average. Uh, they, and then their uh, negative players are R.J. Barrett, Austin Rivers, Kevin Knox, Theo Pinson, Alfred Payton. 
RJ Barrett and uh, Austin Rivers are Wilkins, but also they just they, they, all have, they all have a negative point one board. The lowest Alfred Payton has the lowest board on the team at negative point three. This team actually has some like I'm not gonna say good players, but like average players, serviceable winning players. That's a team of role players right there. Right. right. And Julius Randle, who I feel weird for saying this, but it's like. Most definitely an all-star this year. What's his, what is his stat line? Uh, like, yeah. He's 22 points a game. Oh, is, um, is their record, too? They are 12 and 14 for 8th and the 8th. 15. 12, uh, so he is 22 points, 6 assists, 11 rebounds. Uh, his block numbers are weak, but .8 steals, .2 blocks. Um, if it was down to these two players, who do you put in, Jeremy Grant or Julius Randle? Oh, that I mean, it might come down to that too because they're both well. I think Randall. I think Randall's one. Randall's on the better team. Yeah, and I think is doing a little bit is statistically a little bit more. He is he's scoring slightly less. He's doing something to be considered is both Bradley Beal and Zach Levine did not make it last year, and they most definitely will this year. Right. I'm interested to see how the guards in the West play out. Uh, I think Sexton is just going to miss. Uh, I agree. You do this stupid thing where fan votes are part of it. Yeah, nobody votes. I mean, there's zero and, Cavs players who are in the top ten. And we should we should abolish that because all it does is reward big market teams. In fact, it's Alex like, Caruso. Well, what what is the what is it, the percentage it, that the fans get? It's twenty five. It's it's a it's a funny thing they had to make the Zaza Pachulia rule because there's a big part of Warriors Twitter. More Warriors fans vote for their worst player than their second best, right? Obviously, Steph Curry gets the most, but whoever their second best player is any given year, whether it be uh, Clay Thompson, Draymond, their worst like starting player gets more uh, fan votes than their second best starting player because they think it's hilarious that they have a big enough market that they can run it, that they can make Zaza Pachulia a top five uh, all-star vote uh, contender. And so the NBA literally had to make the Zaza rule which is, like, there is a statistical minimum, and I don't know exactly what it is, but I, I think it's based on, like, wind shares. Uh-huh. Uh, there's a statistical minimum of wind shares that you need to be considered to the All-Star game because they got fed up. And, you know, they, they still do it every year when you look at the fan voting things. Uh, Wiggins is a top 10, uh, top 10 All-Star vote, <laughs> right? Jesus. Um, so, nice okay, that's and, interesting. That's it's interesting because like part of the Warriors uh, NBA Twitter is that they think that's hilarious. Uh, they they granted, might. It kind of is. It is. They, they might. It's not funny on this side of the joke, but I get it. <laughs> they might update that for the actual ones because I know the first release of fan votes came out and Clay Thompson was on the list. He is. Right. He still is. I'll yeah. the second wave too. Yeah. Which, to my mind, guys, why do we even have injured players on the list as available people to vote for? Why are we doing? Because that? they're on a roster. Yeah, uh, yeah. Okay, so there it is. There needs. If we want to have a fan vote, it needs to be a filtered fan vote. I only have filter it to people who have played a game. People as who, simple as that. You could put needs to have played. Not even that. Played, I think we take, get rid of the Zaza Petrullias of the world. It's like okay, be, these yeah. are the people who you can vote for. Be in a starting lineup. Be in a starting lineup is one constraint. And play the minimum number of these games is another. Those two things right there would knock out. You don't think, you don't think a bench players. player can make an all-star game? Has, no. Can you think of a single one that ever has? No, but, I mean, it could be a real fucking deep team. 
It, <laughs> honestly, the deepest team that ever had, a, I think it was four players from the Warriors. It was KD, and, Clay, Steph, and, and Draymond. And I didn't even think Draymond was an all-star Boogie, that year either. Also, Boogie was uh, like top fan voting too because they thought it was hilarious. But Dray- Draymond shouldn't have been an all-star that year in my opinion. Um, so my, I don't know, I am a believer that the fans should not have a say in the all-star game. I think that I think that it should be uh, player and coach nominated. You can't like you you vote for who you think they get. Every player gets so many votes. You vote for whoever, and you aren't allowed to vote for the players on your own team. What about right. letting execs vote? Sure, because ex- execs also don't have a vote for um, MVP or anything like that. Interesting. They don't because uh, they. I figure what pockets I was listening, but they're like, "Yeah, hey, I've talked to a lot of execs. You're like, well, if we would have had a vote, we would have voted for LeBron I, James here, 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 and here." And it's like it, it doesn't be a big percentage, I but again, so much of it is media based, where it's they get sad, they get the narrative, of the same I, story. I, the narrative that plays into it. I don't like execs getting a vote because execs have a financial interest in. Certain players. So, what if in. they can't vote for anyone on their team? It, 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 it opens the door for collusion. I'll vote for your player if you vote for my player. Yeah, I mean, right? here's the thing: it's going to be an imperfect system. Yeah. There's no way. I, to I, I, I just don't like the idea of someone who has a financial interest in certain players when he may be having say. We just made it players and coaches. Yeah, players and coaches. Maybe get these and coaches a vote too if you wanted more or, numbers. But. Or I'm. I, I actually don't have a big problem with it be with MVP being media person. I want this to be all. So here's the thing: if the people who vote now, I'm fine with them. Make sure that the vote is public. You have to be able to stand by your picks because the person who voted for Andre Drummond, third team all or uh, was it third team all NBA? You can go fuck yourself. That's a terrible, terrible vote. No, I I I think that there'd be a lot to be said about open accountability. Um, here's the only reason why I can understand not having it and I don't think it's worth not having it. But these are all, they're all in the media, which means most of them are beat writers for a team, right? And so, like, let's go back to 2015, 2016, uh, right? And if you are working for the Cleveland Cavaliers and you think Steph Curry is the MVP, but you know your fan base is going to get really heated if you put Steph Curry there, I understand getting a little bit of protection for said writer. Yeah. But that also feels like such a small thing that we're protecting that just like, well, what if we don't do that? Right. Here's the thing. (laughs) We can't have our cake and eat it too as far as getting an accurate vote, getting a a justified good vote, and also having complete anonymity. Right. Which, you know. Anonymity. I'm sure the person who voted for Andre Jones for a third team on the end. This is back when he was in Detroit, right? When this happened? This was last year. This was last year when he was in Cleveland. It might have been a Cleveland beat writer who then public, published his results and said, Look, I'm a believer. It's. Yeah. But we were we started to talk about the Knicks and we got. Okay, so right. the Knicks. Um, the Knicks have the. Um, they are the slowest team. They score the, mo- the, the least points out of everyone Tom and uh, allow the least points out of everyone. Tom yeah. Have, have we mentioned that slow it down. They opposing have, they have the 19th best uh, net rating, which to me means that they're overperforming a little bit. 
25th ranked off, uh, offense. But here's the weird thing is they have a fourth ranked defense. I don't have the stats in front of me, but as of uh, a couple weeks ago, they opponents were missing wide open threes yes. against the Knicks. It was still, it's still carrying over. It right? was it was uh, the stat. The stat. Team. I think the stat is the opposing teams are shooting twenty like three percent on wide open threes, and the threes they they are taking over thirty percent of the time they're wide open. <laughs> but it, it, maybe it's one of those things where. It's the guard, man. They're just it's it, it's, just it's the vast it. emptiness behind the basket or, of the guard. Or maybe it's one of those things. It's a Tom Thibodeau team, which means it's hustle and exhausting. And maybe these shooters are gassed when they're shooting. Did you, uh, did you see the way that they were running the, their I, offense? I think that's what it is. Last no. two nights ago. What? It was see the. What? Did you see the way that the Knicks were running their offense two nights ago? Weirdest thing. So they had Taj Gibson. And Derrick Rose. Yeah, right, right. No, we're running back the Bulls in, in New York. I don't know if you know this, but it was Taj Gibson and Derrick Rose. We're running a two-man pick-and-roll on the left side of the court. And on the right side of the court, all standing right, I mean right next to each other, was Obi Toppin, Emmanuel Quickly, and like Alec Burks. And all three of them were clear on the other side of the court, scanning side by side, and it was just a two-man game between Rose and Dodge Gibson. And this was six straight possessions. <laughs> yeah. Straight <laughs> And every single one ended with a Derrick Rose bucket. Oh, awesome. Either a jumper or a light. Like, oh, it's all awesome. they did. All they did. <laughs> I love that Tom Demino has been like, yeah, I know the league's changing, but the league can go fuck itself. <laughs> so I think the Knicks play play tonight. Watch it; they might do it. It was the weird, and they're all standing right next to. Like it's like a it looks like a stack. Like the half like half the team is running an out of bounds play. They're like, all right, Derek, let's go. Half the team is running an out of bounds play, and the other two are running pick and roll on the other side of the court. That is wild. <laughs> oh my god, it was weird. <laughs> I mean, and they, they were, I figured they were playing, but they were winning by like 20. So uh, maybe, it, yeah, they, they beat, uh, I forget who it was. Without yeah, Washington without Beal by 20. So maybe it was because they were up 20, but it was funny looking. Yeah. Did you know that because the, uh, side note, I've actually made a good bit of money on the uh, Knicks this year because the sports books still hate them. Uh, they played the Wizards, who I think are actively tanking. Without their best player, Bradley Beal, and the Knicks were one-point favorites. <laughs> so, cash that check. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, wait, they're allowed to do that? Really? Right. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, <laughs> next time they have that kind of same lineup, let me know, dude. That's <laughs> oh, my God. I can't believe he said that. <laughs> um, so, that, that's the, that takes care of the, the, the Knicks. Um, okay. What do you guys think about the Bulls? What's going on with their deal? The Knicks are one point underdogs to the Rockets. Tonight. Who's all playing for the Rockets? That's the big not question with that not team. Christian Wood. So without Christian Wood, I like the Knicks. Yeah, Boogie's tricky as hell. Depot and Eric Gordon and uh, the last game of Rockets I watched, uh, Jay Sean Tate, who played three years at Ohio State and then played last year in the Australian League and is now almost starting for the Rockets. I think like eight minutes into the third quarter, it was the only Rocket who had scored in the third in the second half of their last game. And he'd scored like fifteen or sixteen points, but he was the only one. Yeah, I think I'm gonna take next money line. Why not? Feels like free money. The Bulls, 
Um, you you're starting to get a little more production out of Markkinen. He's having a couple. He's having some oh, better games. Zach Le- is, is he injured again? Yeah. He was. Zach Levine's playing like an all star. Kobe White's up and I just. So here's Williams is pretty good, but it's yeah. there's nothing. With the exception of like Levine, it's just meh. I mean, Otto Porter Jr. is injured. Not that he'd be playing like a massive role. He hasn't been anywhere close to what he was on the Wizards. When, I think the Bulls are. When, isn't when, isn't Wendell Carter Jr. injured too? I'm sorry. Wendell Carter Jr. isn't he injured as well? I don't know. Sam is he? Wendell Carter Jr. is injured. Yes. Yeah. Uh, yeah. So I think the Bulls are flirting with the Pistons and the magic of last year and the year before where they're going to be closing in on an 8-seed, 7-seed. Uh, yeah, I think they'll be able to make seed in the East. Um, but I don't. I think it's going to be a fruitless effort. I don't think. They're, 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 they're a game back of the 8-seed right now. I think that there are four and a half good teams in the East. Who's your I half? Um, Pacers? Uh, the Pacers are a quarter, and the Raptors are a quarter. What are the Heat? The Bulls aren't even in the top 10. No, they're at 11, but I think... They're 11? Yeah, right, but you know, Sixers, Bucks, Nets, Celtics—those are four good teams. Pacers and Raptors are Pacers. Pa- Pacers have cooled off. Are passable teams. The, the Heat, 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 Heat are starting to figure heat, out. Heat are finally, finally healthy. They're fine. Well, okay, they're not finally healthy because Dragic is out and now Hero is in um, COVID protocols. But they're getting there. Somehow all of this BAM has stayed on the court. Yeah, and, and I, I don't know how, but he is. He's going to I think the Heat are going to pull up from nine. They're going to be getting into the six to five range. The Heat are a good team. They're, they're much like last year. They're yeah. much a silent yeah. sleeping giant. They're, right they're, they're figuring themselves out. I do not think they're as good as the Heat team last year. Uh, I think that they have lost rebounds. You just wish you they still had Jay Crowder. <laughs> no, because he loves uh, them for the Suns. I just don't think they're. Uh, I just don't think they're as good as last year. Um, because I think you lose a lot of your. Uh, I think you lose a lot of your defense and your um, rebounding with Jay Crowder. And also, uh, Duncan Robinson is still shooting good. He is lethal as he was last year. He was like 45% from three last year. Him and Hero coming down the season were just money. Right. And so was Dragic. Right. Maybe maybe they've just regressed back to the norm of their shooters. Let's let's, let's see what Duncan Robinson's shooting this year. He's still shooting well. 40? He is shooting uh, 41 from the field and 39 from three. Last year, shooting 47 from the field and 44.6 from three. Yeah. So he's lost five percentage points. That's a big deal. Yeah. I mean, and granted, a 39% for uh, shooter is still a great shooter. How many attempts per game is he shooting? Like eight, nine? Um, he shot 8.3 last year, shooting 8.4 this year. But he's making 3.3 this year. Uh, last year, he's making 3.7. Yeah. I mean, he's. I think he's got a little bit extra with the injured players too. He's taking some yeah. harder shots, so that can definitely bump back up. But um, the Heat are an interesting team. I'm excited to see where they where they end up. His uh, last year, his per 100 possession offensive rating was 122 and defensive rating 113. This year, 106 to 114, so he is now he went from being a nine point positive player to a eight point negative. Player. That's a Granted, and you know, offensive defense rating 
don't adjust your team around you and the team's got the worst around him. Yeah. But, you know, that is that's something. Quite a swing. Is uh, okay, here's here is adjusted here is adjusted for his offensive box plus minus went from positive one point five to negative one is defensive box plus minus went from negative one and negative one point four. He went from a point five box uh, plus minus to a negative two point four and went from a one point three fourth player to a negative point one. So essentially, yes, he did get worse. However, mm-hmm. with the team around him, it makes sense. Definitely anxious to see the next ten to twenty games when they get with Jimmy right. Butler in the lineup. Tyler Hero injured or not injured? Tyler Hero is he's in COVID protocol. COVID, okay. So we're still gonna have to wait a couple more games to uh, to actually see this team. But I think that's been the theme of the year. You know, it's been a very up and down. Uh, Kind of, you're playing a team. You don't really know who's if a you're going to play the team. B who you're going to be playing on that team. So it's uh, <laughs> Tyler Hero shooting worse from three, but better from the field. His effective field goal uh, percentage stayed the same. That's funny. It's kind of fun. He's Tyler Hero's taking a step up this year. I think Tyler Hero's a better player. Let's see what his advanced numbers say. He's getting the playing time. Um, his warp's gone slightly down. His Offense and defense. So that makes sense because last year he wasn't playing as much, but when he did play, he was playing well. This year he's playing more. He's also he's also he's also playing against starting units. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So it, I think still a, a solid player. But uh, is there any uh, any other teams that you guys want to talk about? Uh, the Suns, of course. The Suns will legit this year. And like nobody else, nothing. No, no. I don't need to talk about this. No one in the back. No, no. <laughs> I just, I think the the All Star race at the guard position, in the West is going to be interesting because I think you're going to have you're going to have Booker in there at like the two guard spot. I think there's going to be talk about Chris Paul. And I'm sure Sam will defend him to the end, but I think there's better I don't, I don't point think, guards. Like I, I I, you, you assume, you assume Lillard and Curry. Or, uh, right. I don't think Chris Paul or Devin Booker are good enough. Killing Devin Booker's gonna get. Um, what do you guys think about Fox or Mitchell? Do you think either of them can crack Mitchell, it this Mitchell, year? Mitchell, yes, Fox. Mm-hmm. And mm, it's gonna be tight. I think Darren has a chance. He's the only player on the team who has a chance. However, it's again, you're in the West. You're very much at a disadvantage, much like Damian Lillard in the past. Damian Lillard should have been in the All-Star game about two or three years prior to when he actually did. Mm-hmm. So how, how Once you make that break in, though, it's like, okay, now he's, he's bonafide. We can feel good about bringing him back here. After and we'll add Jamal Murray to that list, how, too. Jamal Murray's not an All-Star. No. How, how, no. Many, how many guards and frontcourt players get in? How, like, how many of each? Ooh, uh, is it, 15, is it, 15 uh, total all-stars on a free. So, so, so six guards, nine front court, right? Probably. So if I'm just going off of voting, the guards that get in uh, in the West are Steph Curry, Luka Doncic, Dame Lillard, Donovan Mitchell, Jean Morant, Dev, uh, uh, Devin Booker. First off is Chris Paul. Fuck you, Clay Thompson, CJ McCollum, and fuck you, Alex Caruso. So, okay, so, so I, 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 Morant will not get in. Morant should not get in. Um, he's a good player, but he's, he's he, yeah, yeah, injury. Um, uh, McCollum's been hurt for three right. weeks now, so, so I don't. McCollum's out. McCollum's so out. So I think Clay Thompson's out. Caruso's out. I, I think I think I think Booker's going to get in then, and then I think obviously I think your locks are going to be Steph, um, Luka, Lilla, and. 
Lillard and Luca, and then we get three left at yeah. that point. Honestly, I think Mitchell's a lock at this point. I, you think Mitchell's? He, guys he are doing too well. He Conley, not Conley won't get. It's only Conley could get in. Conley oh, won't get so in, sad. but he was playing really well before he got hurt. Yeah. And now that he has been hurt, Mitchell has taken his game to another level. I forget. I was watching the Denver game. The Utah Denver game, holy crap. He hit like three straight step back threes in Jamal Murray's face. It was it was electric. great. It was so, great. So we're, we're talking about other guards in the West. Is there, so you think Mitchell, uh, if you put Mitchell... Is there, is, there anyone, is there anyone missing off this list? You mentioned Jamal Murray. But Jamal Murray, Jamal Murray I, I think just because the how the Kings are playing and how De'Aaron Fox, Fox. has been playing. I think yeah. Fox may might have a shot. I, I, at it. I what about well, Brandon Ingram would be backcourt? Front. Or frontcourt, I mean. Um, Brandon Ingram is ninth in frontcourt. I don't think SGA would make it this year. No, that's who I immediately thought. I was like, he. I think Booker will get in. Booker, yeah. If if he's start, he's starting to heat up, uh, he started off pretty soft. I, I think I, I think we'll get in at that point. I mean, honestly. You know, I think there is a okay, but the, the, there is there. Do you have compared to what you have? Do you do six front court player back? Like always, is it the same number? It's six and nine. Yeah, it is six and nine. Okay, well, I was about to say because there's <laughs> that uh, nine's going to be one heck of a battle for yeah, those so, nine. So you, now in the West, um, front court, LeBron with the most, Jokic, Kawhi, Anthony Davis, Paul George. Yep, 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 yep. Everyone with me so far. Yep. yep. Zion, fringe case, but I fringe, all fringe. Right there. Him and Ingram, right. him, him, him and Ingram are fringe. I would agree. Gobert, Andrew Wiggins, no. Nope. Christian Wood, nope. Well, I think Christian Wood's Woods, Wood, if he didn't get hurt, he should, but he won't. He he, he's a fringe. Right. Um, Brandon Ingram, fringe, fringe, and then fuck you, Carmelo Anthony. No, I think Gobert. Uh, I think Andrew Gobert. Wiggins and Carmelo Anthony are such fuck yous. I think Gobert should get in. Let's see if there's anything in the East like this because that. No, I, th- I think I think Gobert could get in. Porzingis is playing well, but I think it's too late for him to get in. Everyone, everyone on the East adds up. So East, the guards, top ten voting go: Beal, Irving, Harden, Brown, uh, Levine, Young, Sexton, Rose, Westbrook, Van Vliet. Rose is a little bit, but like he's been playing good enough. There good enough, not great. to be an yeah, All Star. Shouldn't, no. shouldn't, shouldn't, shouldn't be there, but like. That's not a. That's Here's the not thing. A, Here's how you know. I think that that's not. I I, I would put Fred Van Vliet above that. Yeah. yeah, I would too. And you hate Fred. I would put Brogdon over. I, Rose. I, hate I would put. Fred I would, I would put Lowry above him. Would you put Lowry above Rose? No. Yeah. I think yeah, I think you hate Kyle Lowry. Yes. <laughs> um, and then the East front court also adds up: uh, Durant, Antetokounmpo, Embiid, uh, Tatum, Butler, Adebayo, Sabonis. Oh, no. I agree. No Jimmy uh, Butler. Uh, Sabonis, Randall. Yes. Hayward, Grant. Yes. Bonus, yes. Randall, so, Hayward. So if we're, if we're going in order, I don't think Giannis is two. But this is voting, right? I think that, Nothing, no. I think that Embiid deserves to be there over Giannis. Yeah. Well, regardless, maybe top three, all deserve to be there. Maybe Giannis is three. Jason Tatum deserves to be there. Jimmy Butler does not. Bam Adebayo does. I, I, think there, I think there's a case for Jimmy Butler because of how much the team has gotten better when he got back. Correct, correct. It, it, you, we can say two small sample size, but the All Star game still weeks away. We still I, exactly I, I, I think the season. I think Brogdon can get in the guard spot. I, Maybe. Brogdon, he, he, cool he's, he yeah, but he's still 21, 21, 4 and seven. He also he also has a very non flashy uh, play style. Yeah, and that doesn't lead to All Star moments or All Star appearances. 
It'll be interesting. Um, I, I, hmm. Was Vucevic on there at all? Nope. That's tough. That's a snub. Because Vucevic had maybe his best season. He has to. He's the only one on the goddamn team right Seriously, now. Seriously, everyone else is hurt. <laughs> oh, man. What about Siakam? No. French? No. No. Siakam is having a bad season. He's been playing better off late. Uh, let's look at his advance. Vucevic's. Vucevic, this is the second highest his warp has ever been. Uh, he is uh, defensive neutral, so he's got a zero uh, defensive box plus minus, but a 6.3 offensive box plus minus, which is a career high. And it's also career high, just box plus minus. Um, career high usage. Um, his block percentage is down. His steal percentage is steady. His assist percentage is on, on the high end of his career. Not the his best, but on the high end. Rebounding percentages are up. Or sorry, defensive rebounding percentage up, but offense is down. Um, and what, what's just his box score? Box score. Luther. Yeah. Uh, he's doing 24 points. Career high. Um, yep, career high 24 points. Uh, not a career high, but very good 11.5 rebounds. Um, 1.1 steals, 0.6 blocks. Uh, shooting, uh, his splits are 48-43 uh, and... Uh, 43% from three? Yeah. 43% from three for Nikola Vucevic? That's on, tough, on, dude. On, on 6.3. That's tough. Oh, man. He should be an all-star. Right. On a career high 6.3 attempts. That's an all-star. Yeah. That's tough. Are the mad, where are they at in the uh, ranking? They're with that group at... Uh, well, they're, they're eight and a half um, behind the one seed. Um... Two games out of tenth. Two games out of tenth. Oof. Eight and a half behind the one, two behind the tenth. So I think Cole Anthony's out for a couple games. He should be back. Markel Fultz is out for the season. Nah, uh, Eric, Gor- Eric Gordon's out for like six weeks. weeks. Yeah. But that was like a week ago, so. I'd say, uh, and then also, who's the guy who got it hurt in the bubble last year? Uh, Jonathan Isaac? He's, yeah, he's not He's bad. out for the rest mm-hmm. of the season. That's that's bad breaks all around for Fultz out for the season. Yeah. I think you might get the dollar sixty nine this year. I maintain if Fultz stays healthy, I think that they are. Uh, playing doesn't count. I got to make the eight. Right. Um. Okay. Let me ask you this: If you are in the eight seed and lose the play-in, does that count? Oh, that's interesting. I think you have to be in the final eight. I, I, I would say no too, but I was curious. I think you have to be in the final eight. Yeah. Anybody got any uh, worth mentioning? Um, the other day when the Pistons played the uh, uh, Celtics, the uh, Tristan Thompson was guarding Blake Griffin, <laughs> and the announcer referred to it as the Battle of the Kardashians. I saw that. That's, that's just that's, that's just good clean. Just good clean. God damn, get on that break. <laughs> um, I got once I was watching. I can't remember what game I was watching. It was um, bad. They had uh, Channing Fry in. In Studio J with um, Shaq, Charles, and uh, Ernie Johnson, 
and if I can find uh, area. And one of the announcers of the game mentioned a nickname that Channing Frye used to have back in his Arizona days. And apparently his nickname at Arizona was the Buffet of Goodness. Who was this? Channing Frye. His nickname was the Buffet of Goodness. Goodness, that's an interesting one. Okay. I just thought that was funny. Devin Booker had a... Uh, I'm watching the game recap right now for the Suns. Devin Booker had a flamethrower overnight. 36, 14 for 23, and 3 of 5 for 3. <laughs> that's, that, that's, that's about as efficient as anyone shoots. Uh, I believe that's all I have. I don't have a lot. I don't think I have any. Um... Yeah, no, that's pretty much fun. Dry. Oh, um... No. That's bad. Yeah. Yeah. Alright, well, I think that that, that all but there. wraps it up. Well, enjoy this uh, this time with y'all. We, uh, we'll catch you next time. Peace.